I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. Daniel Hass, welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I understand you have a book coming out shortly called Focus Puller. Yes. Yeah. It's not your first book. You have another book and it's a book of poetry. Yeah. So my first book was Just a Boy Blaming Himself, which was a collection of about five years of poetry all put into one collection. What made you decide to to put it out as a book? That was kind of a slow building process, really. One of my personal biggest struggles has always been finding confidence in my writing and my voice. Over the years, I'd begun kind of sharing more of the poems as I was writing them with people and was just receiving a lot of encouragement from friends, just kind of saying like, hey, you should put this out there. Finally, something just struck. I said, I need to to do something with all of this. I started researching the process of putting a book together, even though there's those moments of feeling overwhelmed by the process, I took it step by step and finally had a book ready out of the blue in January 2021. I put it out there kind of sight unseen and off to the races from there, so to speak. It looks like it's been well received. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have been enjoying it. It's very personal poetry and it kind of strikes at issues that I've dealt with in my life with relationships, with just the day-to-day you know, grind and jobs that you don't exactly love and things like that. It seems like a lot of people have had things that they really relate to. And it's been a really cool process of seeing stuff that I felt even in my own life, kind of, you know, alone with feeling, you know, seeing people that felt the same way. So it's been cool. this sort of like healing process from both sides for me getting it out there. And then also for people having a lot of things that they've been able to take away from it. Poet, author, self-published, filmmaker. Yeah, so film was something that I grew up with loving and enjoying, but really never saw myself in that world. I was actually originally supposed to go to college for pharmacology. At the last second, I was finding myself back into this mode of writing things and wanting to share stuff after my last year of high school. I had a really close friend at the time who was really into film and was going into the program for filmmaking. That sort of inspired me to to look at it and say, okay, I have this avenue where I can create something visually off of stories that I want to write and tell. It just seemed like this really cool marriage of a lot of different disciplines in one. At the last second, changed it all over. Thankfully, my parents were were okay with it as much as they could be and supported me through it. Since then, I've kind of been in the field in one capacity or another, and it's just been 
ups and downs, of course, like anything, but great overall living a life of being freelance, filmmaker, videographer, all those fun things. So you're in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. and you're currently working on your master's degree in film studies? Yeah, it's been a slow trickle for that. I'm doing an online program for master's in film just to have it. If I wanted to ever maybe get into teaching film, it would be cool. I've sort of saw myself in that capacity in, in some regards. It's one of those kind of side things that I'm just taking very slow. With that, you've been working in creative corporate and event spaces with video production since 2009? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've wow. done more weddings than I can count at this point, <laughs> more <laughs> events than I can count. It's a totally different atmosphere from creative filmmaking. But the cool thing is you do get to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different personality types. Sometimes you'll be at events that only people within these larger companies go to. You get some inside insight into things that otherwise you might not. A random example is I remember years ago when I was filming for the science summit in Washington, D.C., and they were talking about all of this medical stuff that they were experimenting with that was not public, one of those NDA situations. It was fascinating that I was just there with the camera being able to see how this internal stuff works with these pharmacy companies. Little things like that really kind of mix it up and and make it pretty interesting. Does much of that actually go into your writing? Yeah, I try to bear everything in mind. And I always try to look at life from a lens of, you know, learning from anything and everything. Even when it's shoots or productions that are really tough or just different, I try to keep it all bared in mind and try to remember that for writing or different stories or different characters that maybe have different backgrounds. So yeah, I try to just catalog everything as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Is your the plan for the future to stay in filmmaking? As much as I can, the passion really is the writing part of it. If I can keep building as like a screenwriter, that would be amazing. I also really enjoy the producing side of things. It's a lot of organization, a lot of interacting with people. That stuff I really enjoy. Where I see myself being in the film world is more of someone that's creating stories, but then also helping to get them into production and maybe even eventually helping others get in their films into production. At one time I was trying to do the directing thing. I've always said my my brain just couldn't cross into visualizing things shot for shot. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just can't see how that all culminates together. So I've always mm-hmm. seen myself more as finding the people who can do that better than I can, because that's definitely not where my strong suit lies. But then you see yourself then having more of a, a team. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just a team or finding people that fit into the projects really well. I try to look at it as like everybody has their different specialties. So whatever flavor that they carry goes best with a different genre or a different style of filmmaking try to always keep those people in mind for different projects. Oh, wonderful. When you were growing up, were you always into movies or making your own little movies before you got into filmmaking? Or what was it like growing up? 
I grew up really enjoying uh, Godzilla films from like the 60s and 70s. I was really big into that. We didn't really have a VCR camera or anything like that. I really didn't make much films. That's why it's funny when I think back to everything. The writing piece was always there. I was always kind of scared of going too far into it just for uh, my own lack of confidence. Because even when I was young, watching you know Godzilla movies and stuff... I was always creating stories in my head. There was no process past that. It was always writing. I was just too afraid to go into things 110% with that. Just because I had no teacher specifically, there was nobody really in my family that was in the creative space ever. Without having that mentor person, I was always a little bit afraid of going too far into it. Yeah. How do you know what you're doing is of quality. How do you even measure? You didn't have any barometer at all. No. And that's what made it really tough, especially back then. Social media was not anywhere what it is now and (laughs) the interconnectivity of being able to reach out to people. I went to a small school, especially for middle and high school. And again, nobody else really shared the sentiment of wanting to get into writing or anything. There wasn't any kind of writers clubs or anything like that. The resources were pretty limited back then. Whole different world now. Mm-hmm. Truly. <laughs> so let's put some highlight on Focus Puller. It tells a story of Ben, a filmmaker, yep. in small non-linear events that have shaped him throughout his entire life. Exactly. The novel also takes uh, the time to connect reflections of the various women he's had relationships with and their opinions of who he is. Mm-hmm. It's this sort of combination of trying to shape a character and seeing how these different moments in his life have really brought him to where he is, but then also taking the time to have these other voices that come in and sort of reflect on their time with him, good or bad. So it really kind of creates the full kind of scale of what a character study can be for someone. It shows... Mm-hmm the flattering moments, the non-flattering moments, but then also you're getting opinions on this person at the same time. I just wanted to have kind of all of these different flavors put into the pot and you can kind of take from it as you will. There's no direct judgment or anything from a narrator's perspective, but you can kind of see how he is flawed, how he is a good person, a bad person, all those gray areas. Is there anything at all that inspired you to write in in the format that you did? I was always inspired by a lot of Hemingway that I've read over the years. <laughs> I really like that iceberg approach where you're giving enough on the surface for people to be able to follow some kind of narration or, or linear structure. Then having all of these details underneath that people can pick away from as they please That, for me, was really the point of the whole project. I personally have always loved character studies in both books and film. I've always wanted to take a really deep dive into that. Also, creating something that is not overly descriptive, is stripped down, Mm -hmm. and see how people like react to it, really. If nothing else, it's a personal exercise to put something out there and see how people react and take away from it. Did you have help with the cover design? Yeah, I found an artist. Her name's Sandra Boskamp through Instagram. 
and had reached out to her. I just really enjoyed her style and the way she kind of creates these faces, but they're distorted and everything. I really thought that was an interesting concept. Presented the novel to her, said, hey, whatever strikes you or inspires you from it, feel free. That's what she ended up creating. It was kind of first try, and I thought it was great. And we went with that. I think it's one of those nice eye-catching covers coming from that film world and designing posters and working with people to design posters. You sort of get a lot of experience with trying to create something that stands out from a crowd. Something you would put on IMVD. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I really got that feel from it. We're going to copy in actually a screenshot of it. So that on the YouTube channel, it'll be easy to see what we're referring to. And anybody who's taking in the audio of the podcast versus the video version will have to go and hop over and have a look to see what we're referring to. Did you pick the title of the book before the cover design was done? It was actually after. I had one title that was just stuck in my head for a very long time that I was never... 100% confident in. After sharing the book with a few fellow indie authors that I knew, one of them had brought up the suggestion of making it more film-related. I was one day sitting there and and racking my brain, what's film-related? What kind of makes sense? Since it's structured in this non-linear fashion and as these small vignettes, focus puller just came naturally because the job of a focus puller on set is adjusting the lens to pull focus on different characters, different actions. Essentially, that's the crux of the entire book is you're getting moments that are in focus throughout this character's life. It was one of those light bulb, oh yeah, that works really well. Let's do that (laughs) kind of moments. Really, the only character that ever really gets developed to any degree is Ben. Yes. You're with him kind of seeing his vignettes from start to finish. Getting a feel for some of the relationships and the characters he's had with, nothing to the degree of Ben, of course. He expanded out over like his adolescence and into like young adult years. It reminded me a little bit of Pulp Fiction, the way it bounced around <laughs> from, yep. um, it went backward and forward and it wasn't like a continuous timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things where I went back and forth on that as well. As I was writing, it was very kind of stream of conscious, writing these different vignettes, these different scenarios that I had. And at one point, I was like, should I make this in a linear fashion? Should I not? Ultimately, I just felt like the way that it all kind of flowed made it this thing where it would tempt you to want to go back again and and look through it to say, did I miss something here? The one thing that I sort of peppered into it that some people might pick up on, others might not. If you follow the like titles of the chapters for the non-reflection parts, they're all movie titles that culminate with the year in which that event is taking place. Gosh. If you're keen to research, then you'll figure out, okay, this movie came out, let's say 2008, for example. That's when that moment is taking place. So. That's one of those like Easter egg things that I probably just spoiled it, but <laughs> no, 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 that's not spoiling. <laughs> you have to read it to know what you have to read it to know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, so fun, so much fun there. Who's going to get the most out of reading your book? Do you think? 
it's a natural fit for, of course, anybody that works in the film world. It'll be interesting to see more of that maybe get talked about over the years, because I think, you know, more and more people are in that world. So, of course, that. I think anybody that grew up in the 90s, I think in that sort of millennial, for lack of a better term, age range, will get a lot from it because there are a lot of events talked about from that time frame. Anybody that has had struggles with different things throughout life, I think there's a lot of small things to connect with, even relating to childhood events that are brought up in the book, teenage years, anywhere from young adult all the way through the spectrum. There's a lot to take away from the kind of wide swath of events that are talked about in the book. This one bit by Jacqueline Cripps, it says, The focus puller offers an insight into one man's life over a span of decades as he faces questions about life, family relationships, sexuality, commitment, health, well-being, and choices we make. The non-linear and flashback sequence highlights the value of the seemingly small experiences of life and also reflects the imperfect nature of life experience. The book invites readers to think about their own lives, whether the oftentimes observations of others through the lens is ever applied to the self and our own journey and life experiences. Now, wow. <laughs> when she, you know, finished the book and sent that over to me, I was just like smiling from ear to ear. I was like, that is an amazing quote. So hence why it's, it shows up as much as it does for the book. So how do you know Jacqueline? We actually met through either Instagram or Stage 32, one of those places. And she was actually on a series that I do on my own blog that is called Better Known Author. And I featured her there and we kind of just kept in contact. When I was finally wrapping up things with the book, I had asked her if she would take a look and if she had any thoughts or quotes or anything. Uh, to just send them over. And, and that's what she ended up sending me and just had great, great insight with everything. So I'm forever grateful for all the help that she has given me with this process. Wow. Wow. So that's fantastic to have in your corner. Yeah. That was one of the biggest differences between when I started with this whole thing and to where I am now is just having different people that I can talk to that are also fellow authors and the network. And it's so key. It's easy to, to say that. And I think it's something that is often said, but it's harder to actually get going. Having a group of people that I can connect with and that they can you know reach out to me too has been incredibly vital to not only helping me out, but also helping with my own confidence in the ability to put things like this out there for people. Yeah. Community is huge for sure. Mm -hmm. So you're, This is set to release June 6th. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to go and get a copy of this and your poetry, get to know a little bit more about you. You do have your own website, your Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram channels. Mm -hmm. And you have filmmaker of the week. Also, did you mention another podcast? Yeah, so I have Filmmaker of the Week and then Better Known Author. It's a written interview series that I do that's exclusive to the blog channel. So when new like episodes of that come out, I post to the social media pages, but then the authors also usually post to their social media pages. So that's the process with that. It's the same thing with uh, Filmmaker of the Week. 
it's a more of a written interview series now transitioning from the podcast space because it was just to manage the podcast and everything just ended up being just a lot with also trying to focus on the book the film work and everything else hopefully maybe one day when when there's a team behind it i can get back into the actual like recording process of it but yeah you know visibility pod exists right yeah <laughs> we do help, we do help with podcasts <laughs> Yeah, so that's this, a, is, this is via Two Tony Productions. That's sort of the umbrella for everything that I do creatively. Two Tony. It sounds like you're writing to somebody. Yeah, Two Tony is actually, it's a dedication to my cousin, who is also my really close friend. We grew up together. Family was always pretty close. And he mm. actually had uh, cystic fibrosis. When he was 14 years old, he inevitably passed away from it i was only 10 at the time um yeah he he actually passed 10 days before my 11th birthday oh yeah being that age and seeing that really changed everything for me and really reshaped i always say that that was like the point where the innocent part of of childhood was was pretty much over after that because seeing someone being able to pass away at that young of an age is just pretty you know, devastating. When it came time for starting the company, I was still in college and a lot of people I knew were naming it after themselves or their initials. And I wanted something that was going to be on one hand, a dedication, but then on the other, like a constant reminder to push myself creatively and to never lose this like vision of trying to make something in the film space, in the writing space, all of those things. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of been my driving force all these years later to not give up on those kind of dreams and aspirations. You've referred to losing him as losing your best friend and, and that it actually um, ignited a creative spark within you. Mm -hmm. It was the, the first instance of me writing on a level to express myself like truly it wasn't writing to just have fun and all that not to say that still wasn't there it was just understanding how cathartic writing could be to get out the things that I didn't feel comfortable saying in person or to another person Mm -hmm. so it was really the start of like seeing the art form of writing and understanding how deep creativity can really go when it comes to that sort of thing it it was that spark of all of that that sort of started this whole chain of events to where i am now you've been extremely raw authentic vulnerable in in your writing i understand that part of it is that you you've used your writing too in battling depression writing has been huge in keeping me kind of balanced a lot of times over the years, feeling frustrated by being in the the corporate and wedding event space and feeling like I'm not able to be this creative person. The ability to have my phone there and be able to pull up the notepad app and just get these feelings out on the pages has really kept me grounded in a lot of ways because it's depression. There's anxiety that gets built up there. When I have these moments of feeling really overwhelmed by the world, 
It's just this moment of saying, okay, this is where we stop and get this out on the page. And then we keep going from there. So it's almost kind of this like self-healing meditative process at the same time to help keep things balanced. I like how you're capturing it. This was a bit of a moment that happened to me this week. And I I just turned to somebody close to me and I had said, don't take this the wrong way, but I need to say these words. Mm-hmm. And once the words were out, I could stop feeling the way I was feeling. It was It was like they just had to go somewhere else. You're capturing them on a page so, so they can be shared with other people. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think it is exactly that. Even in Focus Puller, there's a lot that's borrowed from events that I've lived through mm-hmm. myself. And it was, it was a lot of once they're there, I can move on. I really first discovered that at the height of everything with the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was still struggling with a relationship that I had been in for years and years and it had ended years ago, but I was still really struggling with it. So I just started crafting a story that was around that in a script form. Once I was finished the initial writing of it, I found that, wow, I didn't feel like I needed to contact that person anymore. I I just felt like I was ready to move on with my life in such a more profound way. So yeah, it really is one of those things that it's like, For me, once it is there, it's like letting go of this big burden on the shoulders. So I think that's a pretty perfect way to put it. I hope um, other people get that out of it, too. I I, I really do. I love the way it was written as like a screenplay versus sit down and read novel. That was refreshing to, to see. I haven't read much in that way. That was great to see. To Tony, T-O-T-O-N-Y, productions.com is your website. And I encourage people to go and have a look there. There's a lot going on on your page and it's extremely colorful as well. <laughs> as well, well as being able to find your books and your writings and your blog there. What else would you like to leave people with today? I always tell people when I wake up in the morning, I've already won the lottery. I'm here when I'm living being in the world in the present time that I am right now is nothing short of amazing. Um, I was born with a heart condition that managed to get fixed. I think about a hundred years earlier, that probably wouldn't have happened. Feeling this like overall blessing of I'm here right now and this is amazing. I frame that in the sense that it's like when there's those little things that come up in life that are a little bit annoying, I let that stuff float by so quickly because or write it down or write it down (laughs) or write it down sometimes if it's there's bigger things for sure (laughs) but life is short and I just try to make the most of every day and what I'm doing and just being aware of how I can be a better person how I can do more things it's just amazing life is short live it try to do the best you can in all that you do because what else really is there at the end of the day so yeah let's have a little bit more fun with it eh Exactly. Why not? (laughs) Daniel, thank you very much for being here today. And thank you very much for sharing your story. And congratulations on your, your book launch. Thank you so much. It's been a complete pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.